Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. All right, welcome back in here to the early line. Joe Ranieri and Dave Martinez with you as we keep our fingers crossed, pushing forward as many states around the country beginning to uh, to open up a little bit, try to get back to some sort of normalcy and a uh, socially distant uh, reality that we all live in right now. And uh, along with that slow progression to getting back up and getting going, uh, we certainly hope, and and we know a few sports that uh, are in there, and Dane and I continue to push forward and say, you know what, it's give us another month or so, and we should, uh, and we hope, and everything keeps pointing to, Dane, that Major League Baseball will have some season here, that the NBA will figure out a way to crown a champion, the NHL, same situation, college football, universities opening up, and of course, the NFL. And I'll give you one other note too, Dane, that uh, we didn't mention earlier, but it's, well, we talked about that um, skins game, uh, if you will, with uh, Phil. and and Phil, yeah. Yeah, that uh, that is coming up. Uh, Peyton Manning and, uh, of course, uh, Tom Brady going to be involved in that. Uh, It's going to, by the way, all of that is going to go to help um, COVID-19 relief efforts. Uh, but now, in addition to that, we've also found out that there's going to be yet another opportunity for us to be able to kind of uh, check tell. out. Yeah, we've got uh, Matthew Wolf, Dustin Johnson, Ricky Fallia, and Rory McIlroy all going to get together and put together some sort of um, benefit, some sort of match like that, a skins match, Great. in fact, from what we understand, in order to raise money uh, for that. I think May 17th is when we're going to see that. It's going to be at the Seminole Golf Club, which is in Palm Beach County, very exclusive golf course. So, But we more and more of that is coming open. And don't forget, June 11th, Farmers Open for sure. So between Rory and Ricky and Dustin Johnson on one side and Tiger and Phil and, uh, and Brady and the other, uh, both of those things are going to happen over the next couple of weeks in May, Dane. So... Nice little primer getting us ready for NASCAR, UFC, and hopefully, Dan, if we're lucky, uh, we'll be talking about maybe looking at the NBA getting ready to rev up on the playoffs. So I think things are moving well, and we keep our fingers crossed, man. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it sounds like we are at the point in time where we're trying to figure out what it will look like, and we're starting to get more details on these plans. And so... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, we're looking at maybe when we get to June, you know, you say yep. kind of some of these golf tournaments that are holding true. We're even yep. seeing the Belmont, yep. you know, deciding maybe they can run in June. And so we're getting close, Joe. Yep. It's going to a lot of money is going to be raised. Plus, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch some of our favorite golfers, the legends in the game, plus, uh, you know, the top players in the world getting out there, raising money and getting to see some golf on television. And you you know, Dane and I will be betting on it because we're that kind of degenerate. Sure will. But now that we are uh, past the draft here and everybody has had a opportunity to kind of take a deep breath, see what we've got going on. We thought we'd start at the very top of the draft here and uh, kind of do a roster reset, if you will, and start at number one day, work our way to number 32 there during the draft. Only we'll, we'll do the 32 teams, not Miami, who had nine picks. But we'll go ahead and do <laughs> one through 32 and uh, kind of give you our thoughts on the rosters as currently constructed, which is probably going to be what we see is what we get here, Dane. So uh, let's roster reset the Cincinnati Bengals. Let's start at the top. Talk to me. Give us, uh, give us your breakdown Absolutely. of what you're seeing here. So, you know, here I'll give you my take on it. I'd love to hear your thoughts as well. You know, the Cincinnati Bengals obviously were number one overall. They go Joe Burrow. That, you know, uh, makes complete sense. Just to recap the rest of their draft, mm-hmm. right, because they were at the top of every round. So at the beginning of the second round, they take Clemson wide receiver T. Higgins. To start the third round, they take Logan Wilson. He's an inside linebacker out of Wyoming. They stay at the linebacker position, getting the linebacker from Appalachian State in the fourth round. In the fifth round, they get a defensive end out of Notre Dame, Khalid Kareem. 
In the sixth round, and I'm going to come back to this one, this is when they get a tackle out of Kansas. Yep. You're seeing it up on the screen now. And then to close it out in the seventh round, they go back to the linebacker position need, getting Marcus Bailey out of Purdue. So for me, listen, Joe, I mean, they get Joe Burrow, right? Number one overall. You can't say that they messed up the draft in any way, shape, or form. And But to me, I was looking at, besides Joe Burrow at number one, mm -hmm. I thought there were two things that they really needed to address. One, okay. as you know, their run defense was, you know, a dumpster fire last year. I believe they gave up almost 150 yards a game on the ground. It was the worst in the NFL. I'm reminded of when the, like, the San Francisco 49ers ran for almost 300 yards against them. So they needed to address the run defense. Yep. And they did, right? They drafted three linebackers, uh, you know, as early as Logan Wilson in the third round. The other big need for me, Joe, and I'd love to see your thoughts on mm -hmm. this, was still at the offensive line, okay? They gave up 48 sacks last season, all right. all right? And so they needed to address the line. I know they had Jonah Williams from last year who was injured. But for me, even now with Joe Burrow, yep. as your number one overall pick, he's going to be this new rookie quarterback. You got to protect him. And, and, and for me, the fact that they did not go offensive line until the sixth round was something that was a little bit um, head-scratching for me, especially when you consider the level of offensive linemen that were still available at number 33 overall, right at the top of the second round, right? right. There were still guys like Ezra Cleveland. There were still guys like Josh Jones who had first-round grades. And listen, T. Higgins is a good player, but you've got A.J. Green. You've got Tyler Boyd. You've got John Ross for another year, even though you didn't pick up his option. Mm -hmm. And when you have that level of wide receiver already, I just don't know if wide receiver was a bigger need than offensive line, especially with this rookie quarterback. So I don't know about draft grades, but there's, you know, their, their haul and they were fine, except for the fact that I would have addressed offensive line a little bit earlier to protect the rookie quarterback who you see as your franchise leader for the next decade plus. What do you think, Joe? I, it, it seems like, and you're right. I mean, listen, this, this is either going to be unbelievable Cincinnati for having the foresight to pick up Josh Jones, right? When they did knowing you already have Jonah Williams. Could you imagine having a pair of young tackles that, that could be there right. for the next, I mean, and could wouldn't be that be smart tremendous. when you have a rookie quarterback? Absolutely. But they did spend an awful lot of effort kind of revamping that linebacking core. And like you had mentioned yep. there, defense was absolutely abysmal last year. Couldn't stop anybody. Um, they went all in, and they're really happy about the guys that they got here and kind of fortifying that defense on that side of the ball. Um, yeah. You're right. Listen, you got a rookie quarterback in Joe Burrow. Uh, I believe they're going to figure it out with Joe Mixon here. They'll, they'll figure something out to get him back. Solid running game. You got a so that was going to be something I asked you. Yeah, right. Because we've talked about these running backs. Yes. Will what they do do? spend the money on Joe Mixon? Exactly. I don't think that's Joe another Mixon, big question for them. It's easier for Joe Mixon, I think, if I'm Cincinnati, looking at it because of his past injury concerns, and they are a concern. So whether it be right. Cincinnati or anybody else, there's not a lot of leverage there for Mixon. Uh, but I do think he's in line for a pay grade and, and an upraise, and I think he'll get it within reason. He's not going to get Christian okay. McCaffrey money because he's not Christian McCaffrey, and he's not on the field uh, long enough. He has not been anyway, but he is a guy that Joe Burrow, man, could lean upon. We'll yeah. It would be tremendous. I think they'll work on it. Big question remains to me, like you said, offensive line, what do they do with the right. tight end position? What kind of offense are we going to see here? Are, are we going to see the air raid kind of situation that we saw from LSU where Burroughs vomited all over the place, a lot of misdirection? Like, what kind of offense so, are they going to have? I don't know the answer to that just Right. I think it's a really interesting question, okay? And here's the tea leaves that I'll try and read. Mm -hmm. First on the Joe Mixon thing, though, Joe, you know, we just saw the same thing happen with Leonard Fournette, right? Yep. And if Fournette does not have the option get picked up, if that's what we're talking about in mm -hmm. Cincinnati in a year or two from now, or, you know, when they're just going to let him play it out and not sign him to the second deal, right. then what I just said about Leonard Fournette, like squeezing every drop out, then that's what Cincy will do with Joe Mixon as well, right? Yep. Yep. But I think what... No, you know, what offense will it look like? I look at Zach Taylor, right? And Zach Taylor comes from, we were talking about the Don Shula coaching tree right. before. You know, Zach Taylor comes from 
what Sean McVay likes to do. Okay, right. so when I see the Rams, and the Rams, remember, they spent up and drafted and signed guys to have three wide receivers. They were going at it with Cup, with Woods, and with Brandon Cooks. That ultimately didn't work out. So maybe that's part of what they are trying to do mm -hmm. in Cincinnati, and they need all three of those wide receivers in Boyd, A.J. Green, and the recently drafted T. Higgins, you know, with Mixon playing the girly kind of role. I believe, you know, Zach Taylor wants to be a more dynamic, more open, more get the ball out of the quarterback's hand, timing-based offense, like we see with the Rams, because that's what Zach Taylor is, right, Joe? Yeah, it's exactly what he is. And the roster so, is absolutely improved. I, I think we all agree that what they did on the defensive right. side of the ball, you know, the, one of the biggest problems to me with the Bengals was their linebackers were old-school linebackers, too big, too slow, right. not fast enough, right? So uh, they got isolated every time by offenses and got one-on-one -on -one situations that they got toasted. Yeah. Don't think that's going to happen. I think they're going to be way better and more athletic on defense now. Okay. Now offense, you've got yourself a, you got T Higgins over there. You got AJ Green, who is going to be there for at least one more year, turning 32 right. years old. That's a pretty good option out there. You're going to have, I hope, the ability to have some, and I think this is where Burrow is going to succeed. You've got to create play action. You've got to give defenses that moment to be able to pause because are they handing it off? What are they doing? Is Can they establish that running game and give Joe Burrow opportunities to make the right read? I just hope Sean Taylor, and still a lot unknown about him as well. I know Sean, I don't know Sean Taylor. Um, I don't know what exactly yeah. what he's going to be able to do. I'm hoping you create enough of a uh, play action fear yeah. in defenses where just give the kid the opportunity to make the right read and the rest will take care of itself. But I don't know if that's what we're looking at here with this team yet. Yeah, you're right. And we may see the play action game be big and that goes back mm -hmm. to then needing right. Joe Mixon to yeah. have be a legitimate threat. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like you think they may be somewhat improved joe especially you know because they address some of the run defense yep. they get the new quarterback and maybe he can hit the ground running i got let's yep. let's let's test your confidence joe Go ahead. okay so the Cincinnati Bengals, who had the worst record in the nfl last year are not the lowest win total on the board yeah, joe I know. okay they are at five and a half ahead of, say, Washington, ahead of, say, Jacksonville, at the same level, ironically, as the Carolina Panthers, right. which is interesting to me for another reason. But, all right, Joe, let's see. Five and a half wins for the Cincinnati Bengals. The over is actually getting more uh, money and the favorite. It's minus 130 to the over five and a half. Plus 110, Joe, if you think the Bengals will win five or fewer games. Five and a half is the number. What do you think about the Bengals? Which way are you leaning? I, I think they're certainly improved enough where even a bad team, uh, I think, in a lot of situations this year is going to be able to win six games. I don't think okay. they are. I think Cincinnati is going to be improved. And I think a lot of that is going to depend on Joe Burrow's success. But you don't get the number one draft pick get yourself a quarterback there and not uh, at least be better than what you were last year, especially on defense. I think if that defense is as good as uh, I think they're, which is going to be a huge step uh, compared to what they were last year, the year before. Um, I do think six, think about it, Dane, six wins is not, it's not a lot, guys. When it would we're, be we're four looking more at. than last year. Right. And they went 2-14 and 14 right. last year. Right. And they were and decimated with injuries. You talked That's about Jonah Williams. They got they lost AJ Green. Green. They brought in Ryan. You know, they, they were throwing everything against the wall to see what they had. So I wouldn't read too much into that. This is going to be a different team. It's all going to have okay. a lot of energy. It's going to have a lot of fun. I don't put them in that category where I think, oh, Cincinnati's a three-win team. They're going to be terrible. Okay. They can still be bad and win six games. You know, you know get, don't get me wrong. But I do think maybe six wins this year, eight the next. I, I think they can progress that way in that division.
All right, and remember that division has the reigning MVP in it, right? Yep. And then we think, you know, that we, you and I both think the Browns may be a little bit better this Absolutely. year. Yep. And then we don't know, obviously, what will happen with Big Ben and his rehab and Pittsburgh. Yeah. So let me ask you this then, Joe. And, you know, this is the Cincinnati Bengals we're talking about, right? If this was another team that we yep. expect to be better, we could start with the win totals, but then we could look at other ways to try to bet them, right? right. Like, Yes, no for the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Are they a contender in the division? Do you want to bet them for the conference or the Super Bowl? Right. We're not going to go that far on Cincy because no. we don't expect them to be true threats. Right. But I do want to ask you, if you think they are moving in the right direction, would you ever be willing? The, the yes, no for the Bengals to make the playoffs, Joe? Mm -hmm. Yes is plus 680. Oof. Even almost 7 to 1 if you think Joe Burrow can take the universe by storm uh, with A.J. Green in tow. <laughs> can I interest you in 7 to 1 for the Bengals to make the playoffs, Joe? I'd rather lay it for the over uh, five and a half wins. Let's baby style. I want to crawl before I, uh, you know, before I start running a marathon here. Uh, but I do okay. think there's, I think there's some value in the over uh, there to be able to pull off six wins. Uh, with the kind of weapons and athletes they yeah. have. Uh, and again, this could go terribly wrong. To me, they're either going to be a six, maybe seven win team, or they're going to win one game. And we're going to be I'll looking at a new, We're going to take a new look at head coach and everything along those That's lines right. as well. So uh, it's going to be a under. Year. And they're going to draft that offensive lineman out of Oregon, probably like number next two year. overall yeah. Yeah. next year. Uh, yeah. 30 seconds, what I will say. A.J. Green could have a bounce back. These yes. wide receivers could be fantasy assets because, remember, garbage time production counts for your fantasy team. Yeah, I think if they can establish uh, a, a some sort of running game and give Burrow the opportunity to find one of these big-ass receivers there uh, in a, a six-foot-four T. Higgins and A.J. Green back to being able to get those uh, you know, those yeah. passes now that when he would, instead of being double teamed, now all of a sudden you can't let T. Higgins run downfield. I think this is going to be a very interesting year. Don't but forget about A.J. Green in your yeah, fantasy drafts. Absolutely. You know, out of sight, out of mind, but yep. they're going to be down garbage yep. time yep. and the trusted target. Let's see what, uh, to me, maybe the biggest question mark is around Sean Taylor and what kind of coach we really have here. But we will figure that out. He's got his quarterback. He's got some weapons, improved defense. Should be able to win Same. six games, but time will tell. All right, coming up, we'll take a look here at where we stand. Major League Baseball. Oh, yeah. A little Michael Jordan uh, also, too, I think has been fascinating uh, since this thing has started. We'll go ahead and talk about that all. Coming up on The Grid. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. All right, welcome back in here to the early line on the grid. It is sportsgrid.com. Joe Ranieri and Dane Martinez here with you as we uh, continue to take a look at some of the uh, headlines from around the world of sports. And uh, the NFL continues uh, to deliver as Dane and I just kind of went over a uh, roster reset here, just like the Cincinnati Bengals did. <clears throat> and we went over uh, them and, and, you know, how that team is now currently constructed and what they did with the draft. I love how you think you're going to win six games, Joe. I love how you – I mean, this may be side bet time. I don't know. I, I don't know because I might be out there under. I just think – oh well, listen, I think there's value in it. I, I don't know that it's, a, it's a, not a for sure thing, but I do think there's some value in saying a team could be that terrible and yet still win six games in the NFL if this kid is what everybody thinks he is. And really, as a rookie quarterback, we all know that it's about decision-making and about talent. Uh, if he is put in a position and makes the right decisions, I think, yeah, they, they could be terrible and still win six games here with the kind of talent they have. But 
Uh, that remains to be seen. A lot of that, again, is going to be coaching. Uh, another rookie quarterback, too, in this draft, uh, making some headlines, of course, that would have been Jalen Hurts, uh, who was picked there by the Philadelphia Eagles. And we finally heard from Carson Wentz, who yeah. hopped on a, a phone call yesterday with the media and uh, told everyone how excited he is to work with Jalen Hurts. And that, um, you know, can't wait to welcome him in. And that he also understood that he knows how important the quarterback position is. And he also understands that the way this roster is currently constructed, that in all likelihood, they were going to need to get a backup quarterback. They were going to need to get a quarterback anyway. Um, listen, he said, listen, you know, with, with Peterson, of course, as the head coach and the different wrinkles and the other things that they do there. Right. Uh, Wentz is like, I'm all in. You know, whatever helps us win football games, I, I'm all in. I don't think Jalen Hurts is uh, is there to challenge him this year for the starting job. They're obviously right. invested in Wentz, but you know, Jalen Hurts does bring a definitely different aspect with that head coach and the way that roster and, and the way Carson Wentz seems to get hurt every now and then. Um, I, sure. I, it makes sense for Carson Wentz. Do you know what? You should invite him in because. Yes, he, it's not about him taking your job right now. It's about winning football games. The more you win, and if he can help you do that, doesn't it make more sense, Dane, to say, hey, absolutely, let's go. Let's go get this. Yeah, I mean, I think this one is different than the Green Bay situation yeah, for agree. a number of reasons. First of all, shout out to Carson Wentz, who's probably just like feeling the afterglow. I think he welcomed his first child yes, into yep, the yep. world over the mm -hmm. weekend as well. So maybe he's just happy on life, you know, yep. and ain't going to have big. the same reaction. But I think it's different for a number of reasons. Like the threat Aaron Rodgers is feeling right now, I don't think Carson Wentz is feeling. And, and here's why. One, Wentz is a lot younger. Yes. Then Aaron Rodgers, I think that's one Good step, point. right? So it's not like they're turning the page on you, Carson Wentz. The other thing for me is that the Philadelphia Eagles, as a franchise, kind of like have the scars to show for the fact that when Wentz went down, right. you know, they need that backup. Nick Foles took them to a Super Bowl championship, showing the need for the backup quarterback. Remember last year also, Joe, we had a 40-plus-year-old uh, McNown yes. who— was was within one score of the Eagles advancing in the playoffs last year, right? That's so correct. the the Eagles, more than most other teams, realize in the short term right. the value of the backup quarterback. He is younger, so it's less of a threat. Yes. Here's the other thing, and you said it yourself. Peterson's going to find ways to use Jalen Hurts this Absolutely. year. Okay, whether it's a package of 10, 12 plays, whether we're talking third downs, red zones, read options, straight quarterback runs for Hurts, there's common. ways to have a package for Jalen Hurts in a way that's not the case for Jordan Love up yep. in Green Bay, right? And here's the last thing. <laughs> With the Green Bay Packers thing, Joe, I mentioned that for me the bigger crime was not addressing wide receiver later on in the draft or at all. Philly, you can't say that about. They also had a need at wide receiver, but they get Jalen Rager in the first round. They spent one or two other mid to late round picks on wide receivers, and they traded for Marquise Goodwin out of San Francisco. So at least the Eagles still address the area of need, right? I know that they can leverage and utilize him in the short term, and it's less of a threat to Wentz because Wentz does get hurt, and yes. Wentz is younger. So I think for all those things, it makes sense uh, that Wentz would be able to kind of welcome him with open arms as opposed to the situation in Green Bay. Yeah, it's um, – does the, does the quarterback – or does the, do they change in any way, shape, or form in Philadelphia? Not really. If anything, they become just a little bit more dangerous. And, oh, yeah, maybe a little bit more depth now in the quarterback position. Right. Still a rookie. We don't know. It's truly an unknown. It, you don't know what he's going to, uh, how they're going to utilize him. But the right. idea that they can have a guy in a position like they did with Nick Foles is is fantastic they're going to give Wentz every opportunity this year net whatever it's going to be absolutely they're going to give him a chance to to fall out of favor i think the same thing with uh with andy dalton in dallas too it's not going to affect guys what dak prescott's uh you know status with this team is they're still going to work on a long-term deal andy dalton just gives them a, a fallback position which you'd be crazy not to have i wouldn't look into it uh too much and again even green bay 
Aaron Rodgers is your quarterback. He's going to be your quarterback. He's under contract for two more years. Got really nothing to do with bringing Jordan Love in to be the quarterback tomorrow, right? right? This is all be nothing really. Uh, Nick Foles and Trubisky, we already knew Trubisky right. was on his way out. I mean, when you right. look at it, Jameis Winston backing up Breeze, nothing that has really taken place this offseason uh, with the quarterback position tells me a whole lot has really changed one way or the other outside of what are you going to do with the Chargers? Because you just spent an awful lot of time trying to blow smoke up Tyrod Tyler's ass, telling us how this was his time right. and we're going to get. And then you use the number six pick on a dude that you're going to sit Justin Herbert. Like I, because he's in the position Dane, to me where he's walking into a loaded team, Justin Herbert. And if you were ever going to play a rookie, wouldn't you want to play him when you got nothing but talent around him? Isn't that usually when good things happen? I, I don't know what to make of the only quarterback move here since the draft to me that I think is the most interesting is, is what happens with Tyrod Taylor now and Justin Herbert. If he can play, I almost think it's guaranteed he's going to play. And then if you're Tyrod, and you did a whole yeah. expose about how this was, you know, I can play, this is my opportunity, the team's going to give me a chance. And then if you don't play Justin Herbert, what the hell, number six picking, you're not going to play him? Like, I to Tyrod Taylor? So, so Joe, I... I it's a killer you know, situation. I, I think, it really is. I don't think Herbert's going to be the starter like week one. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Especially in this year. What did mm -hmm. we talk about in the last hour? Right? right. How like, oh, teams ain't getting together. They, you know, they're doing virtual stuff. Right. That makes it harder for these rookie quarterbacks to like soak up the playbook and all that. Yep. Okay. Yep. So what I actually foresee is more of what we have seen in the past, right? Like, last year, Dwayne Haskins was a first-round pick, didn't get handed the keys to the car until the middle of the season. Drew Locke was a second-round pick, didn't get handed the keys to the car until after Thanksgiving. Daniel Jones, the number six pick overall, Joe, the same exact mm -hmm. pick that Justin Herbert is this year. He didn't get handed the keys to the car until, you know, I think it was like October when that actually happened. And so I don't think Herbert's going to be on the center week one. Okay. Mm -hmm. I think he's going to be learning. And then honestly, Joe, it comes down to Tarad, in my opinion, because, mm. listen, Tarad has played this role. Remember, yep. he was the guy that was under center with Baker Mayfield, the number one overall pick, and then he obviously took the reins in Cleveland. But for me, Joe, it's like if Tarad is playing well and the Chargers are winning games, I don't think you make the switch. You know what I mean? Like, if but Tarot see, that's is the my center problem, though. and the like, Chargers are 5-1, and one, how do you make that change? But Daniel Jones got drafted by a team that wasn't going to win three games. The Chargers are a playoff team with right. Super Bowl aspirations because of the talent around him. Doesn't that, shouldn't you want to play your number six pick in that situation? I mean, Eli was there. It was nice because I don't know, Joe. you sucked. They knew they sucked. Like, so I don't know that. You know, what is the goal here if the kid is more athletic and if the kid, listen, the only thing they're holding back is he's a rookie, um, then wouldn't you want to surround him with the kind of talent you want and throw him to the wolves right away, the sooner the better? Yeah, I, I understand that. You know, me, I, it's the same as like when we talk about Green Bay, right? Mm -hmm. It's like they did that move for the long term, but what about them for the short term? And for the Chargers, on some level, it's the same way for me. I understand he's the sixth overall pick. It's going to be his team eventually, right. right? But there's a big time saying in the NFL, right? Quote, unquote, gives us the best chance to win. Right. And if Tarad is still the player in that locker room who gives the Chargers, like, in September of 2020, the best chance to win, right. then he's going to be on the center. And, and and by the time we hit Halloween, if the Chargers are 6-2, and two, you can't make that change if they are contending. Now, if they're 3-4, and four, then you hand the keys to the car over. Mm. But I think Tarot is going to get the good old college try. And that's what the Lynn is saying. Like, he right. likes them. I think it's going to be up to the performance and the record of the Chargers for when, not if, but when yep. the baton gets passed. Well, the, the baton's getting passed in New England. And his name is Jared Stidham. And uh, it, it's amazing yeah, to it me, is. Dane, that how people are just they're still fighting that that concept and that idea like do you you do understand like that was the reason he was drafted 
this is Bill Belichick has done this That's for right. 20 years of Brady, man. He, he gets these guys he likes in order to be able to groom them. He, Jared Stidham is the guy. They love him. They love his deep. They think he's got all the tools necessary in that system, which is important, guys. Yep. In that system, which does not ask the quarterback to be Superman, um, only ask them to make, guess this, the right decision. <laughs> the right decision. They'll put be him a game in the manager, spot. just like Tom what Brady. <laughs> well, you know, hey, listen, you got to make it. You got to complete the ball. You got to take shots down. You know, that's all part of it. But. It, you got to have the talent in order to be able to do that. More importantly, above the shoulders, yeah. they got to trust you. They trust you. Plus, you got Brian Hoyer there, too, who's been around the game for a while. So I think New England's in a much better situation, at least in their minds, at the quarterback position than anybody else. But again, the Bears, nothing changes. Dallas, nothing changes. Chargers, all right, right. to your point, all right, Tyrod Taylor's going to be the guy until he's not anymore, right? Uh, Green Bay, you're still going with Aaron Rodgers. Cincinnati was always right. going to be Joe Burrows. Jacksonville made the decision right afterwards. It's Gardner Minshew's team here, guys. And that's why we got rid of, um, you know, that's why we got rid of Foles. So it is Gardner Minshew. Okay, Gardner Minshew. Now, Cam Newton is the only wild card. And Cam Newton is the only guy left out in the streets. And really, the question, a matter of if he was to land somewhere, where would he land? Now, all those teams that we thought for Andy Dalton, I think are still would be open for Cam Newton, depending on who, what, where, and how. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. I do think as, as the summer comes around, we'll, as soon yeah. as we can have an opportunity to actually feel, touch, smell, look at Cam Newton and his injury and how healthy sure. he is, I think that's when we'll start to see a lot of action with him. But outside of that, I, I'll ask you this, Dave. Of all the quarterbacks, changes that we've had from the draft through here right which yeah. of these backup quarterbacks at this point do you think will be starting the last game of the season for them which one are not Mariota. starting to say who will be the starting quarterback Mar for marcus that mariota so marcus mariota will be one okay so he'll i think he'll mariota will move okay i think mariota will move from uh, back up to starter for the Raiders at Go some ahead. point this season. The rookies, you know, like like if you're asking at the end of the year, yeah, you know, I do believe, I do believe, I mean, unless the Chargers are in the playoffs because Tarad gets them rolling, okay? Point. In that case, they don't ship, you know, they don't change midstream if Tarad is getting them in the playoff berth, right? You got to figure, and I, I'd ask you in the same way, I think it's a, it's a when, not if question in right. Miami for Tua. Right. Um, whether he beats the timeline and is healthy and, you know, Fitzpatrick, if he works magic. Right. Right. Um, then he kind of holds on. It's a similar situation as the Chargers. I think Mariota is the starter. I think Nick Foles is the starter of okay. the Bears. Okay. By, you know, to be quite honest, I think he's the starter of the Bears by Labor by Day. First. But that's okay. a different, <laughs> but that's a different topic. Right. right. And then with New England, I think New England is real, real interesting, Joe. OK, like. The Pats have done this before. They did it with Jimmy Garoppolo, groomed him to be the heir apparent under Brady. They did it with Jacoby Brissett, groomed him, and then shipped him off. And they did it last year with Jared Sidham. So for me, I think the Patriots are, in fact, casting their lot for 2020 with Jared Sidham. Right. And if it works out, great. And they got a quarterback who they can build around and they think is, you know, capable of being a starting quarterback, great. Right. If not, guess what, Joe? Yep. They're going to be... They're going to be high up in the draft. They're going to use their assets. Yep. They're going to try and get Trevor Lawrence, or they're going to throw a ton of money at any of these free agents that may be on the market, even at Deshaun Watson, right. who may be on the market, whatever the ripple effect is for Las Vegas. If, you know, Derek Carr could be out there next year. If Mariota, you know, the tide just keeps on turning, right? So I think New England is very, very interesting. You mentioned one other uh, one other team I'll mention is the Indianapolis Colts, Joe. Yes. They have Philip Rivers, you know, we know he's not a long-term solution, but he is expensive. Mm -hmm. They drafted Eason in the fourth round, Joe. Right. So it makes me think that, like, they think he could be a fit. Maybe, yeah. And so, uh, maybe, but with Philip Rivers there, they've got themselves leash or a yep. window to find out, right? There's also Jacoby Brissett. Joe. Yes, there is. Yep. And that is a very interesting one to me. Yep. A guy with NFL starting experience 
and an interesting cap number, right? So if you're the Colts, are you really paying Phillip Rivers $25 million and carrying Brissett for like $20 million and invested mm-hmm. the pick in Eason? I- I'm intrigued by Brissett. I know they like him, but if they liked him so much, they wouldn't have spent the fourth-round pick on another quarterback, okay? So I wonder if Brissett is long for the Colts. I always think, you know, could he be another insurance policy for Bill Belichick? Yeah, I think that it's interesting because I think of all the backup situations right now, I do think the one quarterback that may, is not going to start the season as a starter, but the halfway right. or end point very well could be the starter of that team. Um, and I think it could very well be Andy Dalton. Um, and we'll talk about that coming up as to why that is. Uh, barring yeah. injury, of course, there's some thoughts I got behind that. You got one too. Okay, we'll talk about that yeah. coming up next year. The early line, it is the grid, sportsgrid.com. We'll be right back. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice, we play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. To the grid, it is the early line. Joe and Dane Martinez. Thank you guys very much for stopping by, hanging out with us as we're talking a little NFL football. And uh, we talked a little bit about how uh, not really much has changed from what it was going to be just a couple of months ago. Draft comes, and while we've had a flurry of different Uh, different quarterbacks who are going to be wearing different jerseys and different teams, different cities, uh, new quarterback rookies. Uh, The reality is I think the game plan for most of those teams continues. The Saints are still going to have Drew Brees, despite the fact that Jameis Winston is there. Uh, Phillip Rivers is the quarterback of the Colts, which is why he's transferred. Tom Brady is the quarterback of the Tampa Bay Bucks. Teddy Bridgewater. We know not much, especially recently, you know, we've got new quarterbacks like we were talking, Herbert and Tua. Listen, they're not number one on the depth chart right now. Not much has changed until they are ready. Um, You know, the question becomes, you got an Andy Dalton in Dallas, right? You do got a Winston in in Tampa, in, in, uh, in rather New Orleans. New Orleans You've got yeah. Mariota, right, on a new Mariota's team. Uh, a lot of these guys Bulls. with experience. Uh, Joe yep. Flacco is still out there, by the way, we should He's mention. Out there. Um, there is some still experience along with, obviously, Cam Newton. And uh, the question we posed is, if you, if you had to take one of those quarterbacks, uh, one of these quarterbacks certainly with experience now find themselves from a starter to a backup, you know, which one do you think? And I think we all agree that the rookies may not start the season, but at some point halfway through the season or even sure. the end of the season, they're going to be starting games. Uh, but which one of these former starters uh, who might actually, we'd have the most comfort and maybe have the most success, Dane, and, and we'll be there either halfway or towards the end of the season, right. be, be the starter. And I said Andy Dalton, and I, and I think because... Um, I think Dallas is in a position now where if it gets to the point in the season, and let's take injuries off the table. Okay. If it's not translating into wins for Dallas. Right. At this point, you know, at the halfway point or somewhere. In yeah. The if it's for whatever, whether it's Dak's fault or not, I do see a number of different scenarios that they would be willing to bring in Andy Dalton to back him up, yeah. uh, to, to take over the reins. I don't know. Yeah, and again, they'd be willing, I think, more willing than some of these other teams sure. to make that switch, right? And I'm not saying things got to go terrible, but if it's not translating into wins, there's so much at stake with Jerry Jones and company. I don't think that Mike McCarthy would have a problem. I don't think Jerry would have a problem saying, Dak, we got to make the switch. We can do it. I could definitely see a scenario where, especially against the better teams, that's always where Dak has had his problems. If he's not converting those to wins, they I think they'll pull that trigger faster than most people think. They'll go ahead and say, you know what? 
we don't we're losing time here. We don't we don't want to give up any more ground to Philadelphia or whoever it may be. So I do think there's a good shot. Andy Dalton, if I had to pick one of them, would be the guy I would say, do not be surprised if it starts the year one right. way, but by the end of the year, you've got yourself a different quarterback, and that quarterback may be Andy Dalton. You know, and, and that's interesting. I'll say two things. Barring if injury. that's the case. Barring in. Yeah, 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 I understand. You know, and if that's the case, two things, Joe. One, then Dak ain't getting no $40 million. I agree. <laughs> and two, yep. if that were to happen and we are in that place, how ugly is it going to be in Dallas, Joe? You know, because everyone's going to talk about it. Yep. If we are in that, you know, universe spot. and yep. it's week seven right yep. and it's week seven and they have to go to andy dalton for something other than injury okay i'm not saying Dak gets concussed or he tears his meniscus or anything like that they're doing it for performance mm -hmm. oh my god joe can you imagine the like reality tv show soap opera this is going to be because you're going to get jerry jones talking about it right. you'll have the head coach talking about it. You'll have Steven Jones talking about it. There'll be microphones in front of Dak. There'll be microphones in front of the Red Rifle. There'll be microphones in front of Zeke Elliott about this. Yep. And what, remember, in the draft, I even said the pick of CeeDee Lamb, all it does is put more pressure on Dak and have yep. the wall close in. And Andy Dalton just adds to that, ratchets it up a little bit more. Can you imagine, Joe, if in Halloween we are at the place where the Cowboys think they have to make a switch? Oh my God, I can't wait to tune in to see what happens. But the only other place I can see it, uh, I gave you Mariota. Yes. I do think he'll be the Raiders quarterback at by the Thanksgiving. End, by the end okay. I, yep. I gave you Cole. I do think he'll be the Bears quarterback by Thanksgiving. I'll give you one other. And it still may be Cam Newton, Joe. Ooh, okay. But uh, Kyle Allen in Washington. Ooh. Okay. I, it sounds to me, I don't know, Joe, but putting it all together, like no one really thinks that Dwayne Haskins is the guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like um, it seems like, and this is a new regime. They are not emotionally tied to Dwayne Haskins. And what they did was go out and trade for Kyle Allen. Right. right. So why? Because he can pick up the system because of familiarity. There's something about Allen that Ron Rivera likes. Okay. Yep. We know that because we wouldn't have, you know, acquired him if that wasn't the case. So I do believe that there's a universe out there where Dwayne Haskins defecates the mattress and they have to go to another opportunity. And yep. that could be Allen. But if they get early inklings that Haskins is not the guy, guess what? Cam Newton's phone is going to ring. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to ring a lot. And it's, I still think that's a, a possibility. I, I do think that they said a, it over yep. the weekend. Yep. Ron Rivera said it over the weekend. Like yep. we've thought about it. We got to see what the situation is. We got to see how it works out. Yep. And all that is, is code for, you know, if Dwayne Haskins wets the bed or not, you know, that's, that's what it is. I agree. I, I think there is a, uh, distinct possibility that maybe they're not done yet. I also, and, and I, I question it, Dan, and I just don't know, and I'm trying to figure out uh, a way to, to look at this, but it, are they really going to go with Mason Rudolph as the backup in, in Pittsburgh? Uh, is that so listen, really, I, I mean, I've what do you see that, that happening? I've mentioned that. Remember, a few weeks ago, I thought Pittsburgh yeah. was a potential place for a guy like Jameis, right? Yeah. Because it was the situation where there may be a path to starting in right. the short term. Right. But in the medium long term, you have an opportunity, right? He went with New Orleans instead, where there is that longer term opportunity, and he gets the benefit of right. uh, reputational rehab under Sean Payton, knowing That's the correct. division. I understand that. But Pittsburgh is another place I do have my eye on, okay? Yep. Big Ben, I don't know. Did you see the picture on social media, Joe? Big Ben in like this bear? Uh, Big Ben himself looks like a bear. He's still not shaven. I don't know about his elbow. You can, in the same way that I could see an Instagram video of Cam Newton, and I can see an Instagram video of Tua Tagovailoa, right. like me just seeing clips of Big Ben throwing or Big Ben saying he feels good. Am I going to take that to the bank? I'm not so sure. Right. Okay, so I do think Pittsburgh is another place to watch 
and and the Steelers doctors yep. can't meet with him just yet because of the, the the pandemic. So that is a place to watch, especially because of the rehab that's in play. This is not like an old quarterback like Brady or Breeze or Rivers. There's also the injury concern there. Yes. He's got to come back from surgery at the age of like 38 on that throwing uh, elbow. Yep. And the Steelers have never really planned for life without Big Ben. No, uh, and they're going to have to at some particular point here, but I think we'll have a pretty good idea once they can get Big Ben back on the field to see what we're looking at Yeah, uh, there. But I, could I see Cam Newton there? Is that a possibility? But if they went Cam, right. they would have, that would be like, that would be the same message to Ben as Jordan Love is to Aaron Rodgers. You know, if they if they bring in yeah. Cam, that's a pretty big fish. You know what I mean? That's not bringing in Trevor Simeon. That's not bringing in Matt Barkley. Right, that's right. not like trading with Miami for Josh Rosen. Gotcha. You know what I mean? If they bring in Cam, this is like that's a different. Ball. We expect Cam to be up on deck. Right. You know, so yep. I, I don't know if Big Ben is in on it and knows yeah. then sure but otherwise you're in the same position you're in with green bay and Aaron Rodgers. what do you think and i and i know it's kind of crazy to even be talking about this but it the reality is and i'll just give you we we said guys that we're looking at a uh we're looking at a situation where you've got and correct me if i'm wrong uh, we we said joe flacco is still out there as a he possibility right so we got yep. him as a possibility out there we also have alex smith out there too. yeah there's a few and and I'm just, right. I'm curious because Alex Smith won't, won't go away. He's still under contract, uh, I believe. They're still paying him uh, in Washington. Yep. There, I don't know if he is able and he is doing everything in his power to get back out on the field. From what we understand here, which in right. it, of itself is just a little bit nuts. Amazing. Uh, it really is. I mean, but he wants to get back out. Could, is there a situation where you think Alex Smith could work back into the fold? in Washington if that's the if that's the case and would you want him there I mean let's face it Alex Smith wasn't with this regime um but right. if he's able to play does he play I I have no idea Joe so I have tough, no man. idea yeah, about so Alex tough. Smith and like listen I wish the man well yeah. I hope he's successful and gets a chance right, right. but what you're asking for, like another team, would another team take a gamble on him uh, without fair. the the in, you know seeing the injury and without being seen? I, I think that's hard. Yeah. I think if anything, he comes back and has some kind of role with the Washington team and can show in practice that he can still do it. And then in the following year, if he still wants to do it, uh, maybe then there's a market for him. You know, yeah. but I just brought it up also, Joe. You know, we talk about Cam Newton, we talk about Joe Flacco, but. If Pittsburgh, for example, realizes that Mason Rudolph ain't the guy, Duck Hodges right. ain't the guy, and they don't want to go, like, shove all in with a guy like Cam and the money he may command, there are other names, Joe. And I'll tell you, they are not sexy no. by any stretch of the imagination. But, but they do have NFL yep. experience yep. and have won games in the NFL. I'm talking about guys like Trevor Simeon. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about guys like Mike Glennon. I'm talking about guys like, uh, you know, Cody Kessler, yep. uh, Brandon yep. Allen. Uh, Matt Moore, Blake Bortles, okay, you know, as, as well. So there are uh, names out there that may be above Mason Rudolph and, yep. uh, you know, yep. kind of that quote-unquote service backup. You know, like Trevor Simeon, for example, okay. was the backup for the Jets last year. He mm -hmm. had his leg broken by Miles Garrett. Before that, he was a starter in Denver, yep. right? Like, so you could do worse for your backup quarterback than a healthy Trevor Simeon. You could do worse for your backup than a healthy uh, yes, Cody Kessler. That's correct. You know, so, like, yep. it doesn't – it won't excite you, no. but it is at least that insurance policy on the same level as, like, a Blaine Gabbert we've mm -hmm. seen, you know, have an incredible career, right, a Chase Daniel. So there are guys like that that are still out there, Joe. Yep, and and listen, they um, teams still have an opportunity here to decide the direction they're going to go. I do, and we all know, Dane, that injuries are going to be a fact of yeah. life here. And there's always at it's least one, right, a, a quarterback gonna that's going to get hurt early, guys. And I do think that there's going to be an opportunity for either just before the season starts or even 
the possibility of uh, quarterbacks uh, coming in here just after the season starts, that list of names that we just gave you there, uh, I'd be shocked if this Cam and, and uh, Flacco and the, these guys are not Simeon. They, they're probably going to be in a camp somewhere. They'll be on a roster somewhere. Right, at right. somewhere and, and see how it goes. But injuries are going to happen. And I think the, the bigger the expectations for a team, and I – I don't think Tannehill gets the ball last year if Tennessee doesn't think that they can compete and they can play. Right. I don't think they do it. Um, I, I think they made the switch much like I think uh, Andy Dalton and, and Jameis and others that they bring to the table that I think teams with right. expectations are easier. I think they find it much more comfortable to be like, you know what, let's make the switch. Let's pull it out because of right. that. I think if you go to like a rookie quarterback, or if you go to somebody less accomplished, you're pretty much sending the message that, all right, we're playing for next year and we right. are good to go. And there are some of those situations that torch will be passed at some point in Miami in, with the Chargers. Uh, the sure. question is when. But I do think that uh, some of these other guys and these situations, Big Ben included, uh, if it push comes to yeah. shove and we're not winning games with you under center, one of these other guys is going to get a chance, just yeah. like Tannehill did, to revive his career. So, and, and and you say some of these teams are kicking the can down the road on this decision. Yeah. And I think, for example, the non-action can say some things as well. Like the yes. fact that the Jaguars did not go and get Andy Dalton, have yep. not, you know, uh, traded away Nick Foles, are not calling Cam Newton or Jameis. That, to me, only solidifies that I think they want no part of winning games. They'll run yep. Gardner Minshew out there mm -hmm. and wind up 2-14. and 14, And then Trevor Lawrence, here we come. The last yep. question I'll ask you, let's bring it full circle on Miami. You're mm -hmm. plugged in there, Joe. Right. Josh Rosen, literally. You know, I mean, you got Fitzpatrick. You got Tua, right? So they traded, I believe it was a third-round pick they traded to acquire Rosen yep. in the draft. So if a team comes calling, call it Pittsburgh call it at Detroit, call it whoever, right, for a backup quarterback, and they say, hey, we'll give you a fifth for Josh Rosen. You pull the trigger? Like, I mean, he has no use, and if there's anybody who has any value in him to be a, to be a backup quarterback, wouldn't you just flip him? Because you have Fitz, you have Tua. Rosen is not part of the plan, so why not just get whatever you can for him from one of these teams, like you're saying, who may need a backup quarterback, and, like, Rosen has won games in the NFL. Yep. He's just got a raw deal. And, and we'll continue to uh, get so. But I, I, it's another name you got to be aware of. And the Dolphins, interestingly enough, they have not quite made the decision on what to do with them. But there is a scenario, I think, given the uh, injury history with Tua and given that mm. Fitzpatrick ain't okay. Fitzpatrick ain't getting any All younger right. here, people. Uh, that right. Rosen could very well. They like him here. They keep him in the. They keep him they on the keep roster. They keep him in the loop. You never know. I mean, he's a great insurance policy, and we talked about the three quarterback moving forward with the extra games and everything along those right. lines. So uh, much to be determined here, still to come. But uh, interesting, trying to wrap our heads around it all. And we'll do so again, of course, uh, tomorrow here on the early line. In the meantime, uh, much more programming. Coming your way, uh, make sure you subscribe to The Grid. Those of you on social media, hit us up at SportsGrid and, of course, SportsGrid.com. For Dane Martinez, I'm Joe Ranieri. Enjoy your day. Be safe. We'll be back breaking it all down for you again tomorrow morning on the Early Lock. We'll speak to you then. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com.